Hello, everybody. Hello. We are, oh, why are you so low? We are back with another episode of Couple Critique. The last comedy month episode. Yes, the last episode of our beloved comedy month uh, that has had many changes in the schedule throughout the entirety of it being happening. So many. It's just how we roll here. Sometimes we just decide, you know what? Let's talk about something else. <laughs> just happened. Yeah, because we, we make these lists like months in advance, and then we never know how we're going to feel when it's time to like actually like do the list. No, or there's a schedule change and like with our schedules, and then we have to figure out something to substitute in what we were originally going to do. Yeah. But we've talked about some pretty interesting things this month, mostly movies. Um, and now we sort of touched on doing this in the last episode where we thought about getting more topical about stuff mm-hmm. and branching out from, I mean, because we've been doing the just talking about things, specific things uh, like movies or books which we still definitely are going to do. But I think you and I have very interesting conversations about a lot of things. Yeah, we do. And obviously this is still going to be a book, movie, television show focused thing. And inside of that whole bubble, uh, we're thinking about branching out into talking about just sort of more broad things maybe not exactly reviewing a movie but maybe talking about uh, a specific thing that is in movies right a very or talking about a specific person's work which is what we're going to do today um just to change change things up a little bit yeah make it a little more interesting from time to time yeah and just add more variety to the show because you know, there's more to life than just books and movies, and there's more to just books and movies than books and movies. So exactly, sometimes it requires more than just a review of the content. Yeah, and I figured, well, we both figured, what what better person, what better topic to talk about at the end of comedy month than one of the most beloved stand-up comedians and writers of all time well he used to be anyway <laughs> he's not he's not beloved anymore not, not anymore um louis ck uh and this kind of came about because recently nasreen has been going on the louis ck deep dive <laughs> not intentionally it just kind of happened just all of a sudden she was just like watching comedy specials and binging louis um and I, a veteran Louis C.K. fan for like the entirety of the time I've known him. Obviously, I'm a younger person, so I didn't get to like know Louis C.K. back in like 
2005 when he first started to like do stand up for like bigger stand. Can you be quiet, dog? Um, Stop. (laughs) Um, But I've been a fan of Louis C.K. for about mm, four years now, maybe, maybe a little bit more, probably more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you going back and looking at the Louis C.K. work inspired me to do it, too. And like we've been kind of watching stuff together, specials together. I recently had purchased his newest uh, comedy special, Sincerely Louis C.K., the night it came out because I wanted to watch it. Um, And yeah, I guess we're just going to have a big discussion about his work obviously the very controversial uh thing that he's been you know that happened with him and maybe even probably lead into a larger discussion just about separating art and artists because that seems to be something that's very it's been very prevalent especially in the past couple years uh with people like obviously woody allen uh, that's been a big part of his career for a long time. Same with Roman Polanski, um, Kanye West, even, and Louis C.K. Uh, so, without further ado, I guess we just get right into it. Uh, I guess what I want to ask is what is the extent to which each of us have been exposed to Louis C.K., I guess? And we can start with you because you probably have a way shorter list. Yeah, I've only seen a few specials so far. And um, a lot of his show, Louis, I think I'm in like season four, although I don't have access to season three. So I'm like two seasons in and some change, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm still, I guess learning and taking in the content I blame Life of Pets though for getting me on this because I heard that was the first thing I ever heard him in I guess since he's a voice actor in that movie and then I heard you talking about what happened the big controversy so I got curious and I started watching it Like, and then you just started watching, like, his stuff? I watched, I think, one comedy special, and then I kind of forgot about it. And then, more recently, I've been going back and watching mostly this show. Yeah. I was a big fan of Louis C.K.'s stand-up. I always knew what Louis was when I was a kid. I just never watched it because I wasn't even, like, a... No, I wasn't even, like, a kid. I was just, like, um, like, in middle school and high school when that show was running. Um, mostly high school when that show was running, actually. And so I was just always aware of it because I would, like, have effects and stuff like that. But then when I was in late high school and in college, I started, well, not was in college, still am in college. But when I was in my first year of community college, I really started watching a lot of his stand-up, and then I started watching his show, Louie, and that really set me uh, on down the path because I instantly fell in love with that show. And it was very inspiring to me uh, at that time because, like, I'm an aspiring filmmaker, 
and you know Louis C.K. wrote, direct, edited <laughs> every single episode of that show himself, and that was just re- something I found like very uh, inspiring to me. That like one man having just so much control over his work, and I loved the show, and I watched every single of the five seasons of the show and every episode, and. I felt the feels and I laughed the laughs and I I really was regarding Louis C.K. as one of the great creative geniuses of our time. Uh, mm-hmm. I think is what I that's how I think I would describe him for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I consider him one of the greatest comedians of all time. Maybe the greatest living comedian now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really, I really, really love his work. <laughs> I've been exposed to a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, he has a very unique style of doing things. Yes. <laughs> super, super unique. That's probably the best roundabout way to describe it. I think that's part of the reason why I think I find him so enjoyable to watch, too, is that... It feels almost like you're talking with a buddy when he's doing his stand-up, especially. Right, it's like a conversation. Exactly, and it, and 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 you know, there's been lots of analyzations of his work and stuff like that, and like the idea that his stand-up is deliberately made to feel like he's just coming up with it, like in the spur of the moment, right? It's almost just like he's just thoughts are just coming out of his head uh-huh. when it's when it's very and, and it, it does feel like that. But I think it's also very clear that it's definitely like super well thought out, like every single word when like he even knows when people are going to laugh and clap and he'll and like it's weird because he's always like ahead of them at the pauses for when that's going to happen, which is really crazy to think about that. He knows that like exactly how the joke will play out and how much control he has over the audience. That takes a special kind of skill to be able to go up and talk in front of a crowd and do it that way. Yeah, exactly. And I love his smile. Do you ever just like feel happy? And he has that, like, his little, like, a devious smile with, like, where just, like, his top row of teeth are showing. Yeah, when people people are laughing at something he said. Yeah, and he's just, like, and it's, like, definitely something that's, like, completely, like, not not right. And he's just, like, (laughs) he's, like, I got him. I got him laughing. Exactly, especially when it's like an extra messed up joke. He's like, "Hi, you guys are as messed up as I am." Yeah, I know, right? Almost, it's almost. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like when he, what was it when he when we were watching live at the comedy store, and then what did he say when he said there was a bl- big black guy, uh, and he said the n word, and everybody mm-hmm. laughed, and then he was like, <laughs> "Now that I know you guys are cool," <laughs> <laughs> and every he was like, "I'm joking." <laughs> That's right. That was that was so funny. That was hilarious. That that everything. I don't know. It's just it's just like that's like an extra layer deep of talent for him to be able to pull off some of the stuff he pulls off in his comedy. 
especially in like a nowadays climate like prior to him being canceled um the jokes he was pulling off were like jokes like no other comedian could pull. <laughs> not without getting probably in trouble for it like crazy in trouble right I mean, we've seen some of the older... We've seen his specials from before everything went down. Yeah. And, like, Louis C.K. gets away with saying the N-word. He gets away with making grape jokes. He gets away with so many (laughs) things that just would not fly for most audiences. No, he says some things where you hear it and you're like... You're, it's kind of amazing that people will just take it and laugh at it instead of being like, oh, how dare you? And I like it's funny how whenever people get uncomfortable, it's always it they're always get uncomfortable in moments that gives them a chance to call them out. <laughs> right, like um, last night we were watching the one where he was doing his of course but maybe yes. bit, and when people didn't want to laugh about his slavery joke, he was like, "You just clapped for dead kids with peanut allergies." Yeah, exactly. Like you're in this now. You cannot back out. He does that again in his latest special. Not of course, but maybe, but he has another sort of joke that kind of runs into the same sort of place. And he goes, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you guys something. <laughs> you bunch of freaking hypocrites. <laughs> Just a second ago. It's so funny. I love I love that because he really knows he like plays his audience like the violin, right? Mm-hmm. He's like he knows where to lead you. And what's crazy is like he takes you on these journeys with his jokes, and you're not sure where he's gonna go, and you're you like have no idea. And it is like uncomfortable but hilarious at the same time. But at the same time, you're like, where the heck could he possibly even go with this? That's even remotely <laughs> redeeming right now. Exactly. Of course, slavery is the worst thing to ever happen. Everybody, everybody goes like dead silent. Everybody's like, oh, my God, no. We're like, oh, man, where, where is he leading up to? What can the butt maybe even possibly be? <laughs> but um, but I feel no. like his butt maybe for that one could have been way worse. Honestly, I don't even remember what it was. We just watched it last night. He was saying that some of the greatest achievements of mankind were oh, yes. by slaves. I we're, feel like it could have gone in a way worse direction. Yes. You know what's crazy? You know what I was thinking about when he was saying that? I was thinking about someone... They did an illustration of what the pyramids would have looked like back then. And you do not realize that the pyramids were so different looking. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were all white, and they had a gold... Tri- like triangular prism at the top, and I was and I was like, "What?" And apparently, that there was a lot. Of, there was an earthquake and tsunamis that like completely like destroyed the pyramids on the outside because uh-huh. it was all like limestone on the outside, and it like completely ruined that. And then people were I think people stole the gold tops off the pyramids. Oh. Yeah. Of course. Why not? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah. So, of the Louis C.K. content you've seen, of the specials you've seen... Okay, we're going to take this into two parts. Okay. Of the specials you've seen, what is your favorite Louis C.K. special? 
don't know if I have a favorite necessarily, um, but I think the ones that probably made me laugh the most were, um, trying to remember what they were. Oh my gosh, probably made me laugh the most. Hilarious. Probably those two so oh, far. Oh my God, and hilarious. Yeah, I still have more to see, though, so that might change after those episodes. Yeah, I know we still have to see, you still see, I think it's Live at the Beacon Theater and Chewed mm-hmm. Up. Live at the Beacon Theater, Chewed Up, and Sincerely Louis C.K., I know you still have to see. Yeah, I have to go and buy that at some point. I feel like Chewed Up is my favorite, but I'm not sure. I might be confusing it with Live at the Beacon Theater. Because I haven't seen those specials in years. Um, mm-hmm. So I really can't remember like which one is which. Um, it's a hard... I feel like it's a really hard thing to like pick what your favorite Louis C.K. special is. Because so many of his iconic jokes are spread throughout every single special. Right. That it feels like picking a favorite child. Because it almost feels like they're all incomplete without each other. Yeah, it's... it's, it's very difficult because then you'll say oh it's this one but then you'll go and you'll think of a joke or two that was in another one and you're like oh but those were so good like you just I don't know exactly um I feel like I'm I don't know if I want to say I don't know if I'd say I wouldn't say sincerely Louis CK even though I really liked it I wouldn't say 2017 even though I really liked it I actually felt pretty underwhelmed by 2017 when I first saw it um yeah I haven't revisited it. I should, though. But I haven't seen it, like, since it came out. Um, Yeah. Now that's the one you always talk about as, like, the changing point in... Or it's somewhat of a changing point in his career or how he presented himself. Because felt like he was taking himself more seriously in that one yeah that one was a crazy one when he came out and it was like he was wearing a suit i remember being Mm -hmm. like and he was on snl i think too uh around that same time and he he was either on snl or he was doing talk show things and it was weird because louis was in a suit and it was like this is a man who we've only seen in a polo shirt a sweater or a freaking black t-shirt and jeans (laughs) Like, it's never been not one of those things. And then right. it was like Louis C.K. was coming out and it was like, oh, my God, Woody Allen. It was like this guy is like big is like he's already like a comedy auteur. And like that Louis show really like cemented that, I think, for a lot of people, because that show was just like something else. But then like mm-hmm. but he never presented himself like that. He always presented himself as like he was just some guy who was just angry at everything. And then that, and then when you start wearing the suit, I, I, it's just, it's, it's definitely something that's like too, <laughs> it's too focused on, but it is important in the grand scheme of when you look at the entirety of who he's been. And then it's like, oh shoot, even Louis CK is now realizing how much of an artist he actually is. And he's embracing that. Uh-huh. And we only got to enjoy that for like three months. <laughs> And then it all fell apart. And, and it all and it all came crumbling down. Um, which is an interesting thing. I remember, you know, everybody's like, I remember where I was when 9-11 happened. 
I remember where I was when the Louis C.K. news broke. You want to know where I was? Where were you? I was in Diane's 3D class. Really? Yes. (laughs) I was. How how did you find out? Okay. So, me and my boy Raul love Louis C.K. I got a buzz on my phone while I was making my final 3D project. Um, Mm -hmm. Or a 3D project, actually. It wouldn't have been my final one. And I look at my phone, and I just see a news headline from the New York Times that says, Louis C.K., accused of sexual harassment by like five women and I was like what the heck and this is like in the wake of all the Harvey Weinstein stuff right like that was a huge big deal that was like one of the biggest things ever to happen and then and people were just going down left and right after that I don't know if you remember that period but like people were dropping like flies (laughs) people were I, I do I do remember that being a very very big thing People were being canceled left and right. It was like, uh-huh. everybody was like, it got to the point where people were making memes where it was like, sees famous celebrities name in the, in, 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 uh, in, in the news. Please tell me they're dead. Right. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. It was like Harvey Weinstein went down. Kevin Spacey went down. Everybody went down. Aziz Ansari went down. Everybody went down. And, um, but I saw that, and I read the article, and I sent it to a friend of mine who was a big fan of Louis C.K., and he was like, not him, too? And it was like, it was so much. And I don't know. That oh, was, no. it was, it was just a weird thing, because I just remember, and like, I, I was following everything, the press for his movie, I Love You, Daddy, which was going to come out, and I had seen 2017, and I was just like so excited and hyped on Louis C.K. because it was like, oh, new Louis C.K. stuff is happening. And then that happened, and then it just became like week after week after week of talking about Louis C.K. and this and that and stuff like that, and people have to come out and give statements, people talking about him, and that never went away. Uh and still to this day, it never goes away. I will stumble upon just videos of people talking about Louis C.K. now and how they feel about it, specifically on the Joe Rogan experience, uh, because Joe and Louis, you know, they're both comedians and they're friends and they've talked to each other. And it comes up like pretty every couple months it'll come up and he'll be interviewing somebody and they'll have a discussion about Louis. And uh-huh. but yeah, I just remember being there and being shocked. And I told my friend Raul. My friend was like, "Him, really?" Uh. <laughs> Everybody, we were just upset, disappointed. I read that article and I was like, "I have questions. <laughs> I have questions, and I'm concerned all at the same time." Uh, right. Yeah, it was just a lot. It was a lot to handle. But yeah, um, and now as time has gone on. There has been a very interesting sort of public perception, I guess, with all of this. Uh, I'm assuming you've done your own research, besides me telling you things. I have. I've read, um, like, a few different articles, getting different people's opinions. Yeah. They're, They're very divided on this. Yeah, it's weird because especially since and I remember when he released his statement of like his apology that everybody criticized wasn't an apology. Um, right. Which I don't even remember what was in it. 
to be completely honest. I just remember him saying, I spent a lot of time saying things, and I'm going to take some time to listen. And he just disappeared for like two years. Um, it's probably the safest thing to do. I know. Oh, my. He makes a joke in the new one where he's like, he goes, so I was doing a show in Poland because, you know, I have to do shows in Poland. <laughs> I have to go to Poland to do shows. <laughs> He goes, and, he, and he, what did he say? He goes, I would have left the freaking earth if they, if they were still, if they were doing that. <laughs> right? It's he's like, like, he's like, I felt like I should leave the country. I would have left the freaking planet if, they, if that was possible. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's a very controversial thing. And we've talked back and forth about it a little bit. Um, what is your... With all the research, with you having seen some of his work and things like that, what is what are, what is what is kind of your position as it stands right now? Obviously, there's it could change tomorrow, yesterday, who knows? Uh, but what is your position now, considering him and all of that? As of right now, I. I feel like as of right now, I can understand why people got so upset at what he was doing. Because, I mean, like, when you first hear about it, that's something where, like, the red light goes off in your head automatically. Like, no, that's probably wrong. Probably shouldn't be doing that. Especially since it was done in a work environment where you're supposed to be professional and you're not supposed to do anything close to what he did yeah um and I don't want to I guess downplay what it was like for the women to go through that because it's it's really uncomfortable when a guy comes up to you in a work environment or a school environment or any sort of environment where that's not supposed to be happening and they try and make a move like that and it can be really uncomfortable and it can be hard for the woman to get out of. So, and I don't know what it was like exactly during the situations. I don't, I don't know how he presented himself. I don't know the words, you know, that were used exactly. So I can, I, I agree that it's an uncomfortable thing and I agree that he probably should have found a better way to do what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if he still deserves all the hate that he's getting because he's getting a lot. Yeah. And I think that there are people on this earth who have done worse things. I think there are guys who have done worse things and will never, ever get called out for it. And I don't think that's fair. And I think I think he's, he's a very gray area for me, I think, because I still enjoy his work. And I, I think he is a very smart comedian and he's a he's a very smart writer and I, I think it's a shame that his whole career got messed up because of the accusations that came out mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't think he deserves to be cancelled I don't think that he should never have a chance at you know working again Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a little bit of a gray area. Yeah, I think that's 
probably a pretty good sum up of how most people who really enjoy his work feel. Because, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's definitely not as bad as like what Harvey Weinstein did. It's not as bad as what Woody Allen might have done. It's not as bad as what Roman Polanski did. It's not definitely not as bad as what Kevin Spacey did. But I think part of the reason why it's so troublesome is because it's not a normal thing, too. I think yeah, it's definitely not the usual kind of thing you hear about happening. I have a feeling that if Louis had just asked those women, hey, do you want to hook up? It would have been a lot different. Um, I, I think maybe we might not even be having this conversation. Probably not. But because it was something that was... I think people feel like it was something that was definitely like an abuse of power. And because of that power dynamic, because he was famous, him asking people for that um, who are just in lower positions is just automatically wrong, which I don't think necessarily should be the case. Um, I think definitely the fact that it was at a work environment uh, some of the times was bad for sure. Uh, like with that chick at that TV show thing. Mm-hmm. I think that was definitely that was definitely I was like okay that's like a big no no right there <laughs> I was like that yeah. that shouldn't that shouldn't have gone down like that but then there's I think but I think a lot of the other situations are very weird uh, like the one with the two girls who were comedians at the thing and he invited them back to his room and then he asked and then they get intentionally vague about whether or not about what was said in that moment. Yeah, they don't really give actual dialogue. They just give sort of a description of the order and the events that occurred. And I feel like that's that's part of why it's hard for me to like sort of fully get on board with like that outrage. Because it's like, okay, if you said no, then I would be like, okay, that was complete sexual harassment full on right because yeah. you said no and he straight up like went and did it but they're intentionally vague about what was being said and they're just like oh we laughed I'm like and you laughed and what because that's two different things <laughs> La- in that New York huh no sorry go ahead no no you continue I was gonna say in that New York Times article that first talked about it and every other time that I've read about these incidents, I, I haven't heard yet. I have to say yet, because so far, I haven't heard of any times where he asked them, they said no, and he does it anyways. Exactly. He's never forced it. He's always been like, hey, this is something I want to do. Do you want to do it? And then he would walk away if they said no. And then if it was a yes, like the case with that chick when he was a writer, right? And then mm-hmm. he brought her into his office and then that and then, you know, that happened. And then she and then but then her story became and then afterwards I felt bad about it like later. And I figured, oh, I should come out about this. Right. Which is like, I don't know about you, how you feel about that. But I feel like and that's like before he was famous. This isn't Louis C.K., the big famous comedian. This is Louis C.K., just a writer on a show and you're another chick who works in the office 
if that was me, that would that would that would be. I guess, and I would I. You saying if I was in that situation, how would I feel about it? No, I'm just saying that that's that. There's situations like what you were saying, like when he says no, but then he says yes, and then a person like that, like a person will say yes and then come out still about it. Oh, I see. And I feel like that's a little bit wrong. It feels almost like with some of these people, like with the two girls in the room, mm-hmm. it feels like they said yes to an ex- it feels like they said yes to be in the situation and then after they were in the situation, they started to feel they started to feel bad about it and then they decided, okay, it's his fault. Yeah, instead of sort of taking partial responsibility. Yeah, because they weren't, at least with those two, I don't know, I was reading it, it sounded like they thought it was a big, the way they were talking about it, it sounded like they thought it was a big joke. And then afterwards, they were like, oh my gosh, this was this crazy experience, we have to tell someone about it. And then they started putting all the blame on him. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, and I know that's it's not very PC to even, like, question them, right? nowadays but I feel like there definitely should be questioning about this stuff because this is something that because it takes two it's been very clear on the record with everybody's stories that it has taken two two things to happen for that to happen an ask and then a response that's yes right those two things have always had to happen for him to have gone through with that and my question is just, I mean, and I guess I, I can empathize with the fact that, hey, you might feel pressured, right? You might feel pressured by comedian Louis C.K. asking you this. You might not want to say no, right? Because it's him, and I get it. But... If you're saying yes and then you feel uncomfortable, I feel like the person you should resolve that with is not the media. It's him. Right? Hey, exactly. I said yes to this thing. I didn't feel good about it afterwards. I didn't realize how I was going to feel about it. Um, and I just feel uncomfortable and I want to let you know that I felt uncomfortable about that. And I don't feel good. And then, you know, in response, he will... I mean, what's he going to say? F you and <laughs> hang up the phone? No. And I think he's made it very clear that that's not, that wouldn't have been his, what he would have done no matter what. And I'm pretty sure on the record, he talked to some of those people about it and got like, cause they express some, cause some of them, I guess had expressed, expressed their feelings to him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, I, I feel it's just all really complicated. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a, a lot of people have been in situations like that where they, they go into something, they say yes, and they think, I can handle this, this will be okay. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, that was not okay. I could not handle this. Yeah. But, I mean, I know I've been in situations like that, but I don't... I feel like if you went into it with the mindset, like, I'm saying yes to this, you can't turn around and put all the blame on that person. Like, you have to, you have to deal with some of it, too. 
Exactly. And I don't think it's right to sort of just be like, okay, now I'm going to ruin this person's career <laughs> because of because I was made to feel uncomfortable once after I asked to be a part of something that was uncomfortable that I didn't realize was going to be uncomfortable. Exactly. Right? It's like me agreeing to watch something horrific and then after and after being warned and then after being told exactly what is it what it is cuz they all were, right? They were all told exactly what was going to happen, right? Me agreeing to be a part of something I know exactly what was going to happen and then afterwards going, well, I'm going to get this place shut down for making me do that thing. <laughs> yeah, no. That you I can't, totally can't agreed to. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that debate is just going to go on and on and on. I guess here's a thing. Do you ever think there's a chance for Louis C.K. to come back? Like, really come back? I think if he does have a chance at that, I think it's going to take a while. Yeah. I think it might take a few years even before people are willing to forget or not even forgive, but just to, I guess, forgive. I'm using that in quotes, forgive. Yeah, what because he did. who really forgives nowadays? Yeah, I know. I guess move on is a better way of saying it. Because I don't, I don't think right now everyone still seems really, really angry at him for it. So I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Some of these people made it sound like the reason they didn't say no to him was that they were afraid he was going to ruin their career if they didn't go along with it. But that seems like a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, and they never have mentioned him saying anything even remotely like that. No, I mean, one girl even said that she told him off um, because I guess he asked while he was still married and she got really upset and he said she said that it was inappropriate and she said no and he didn't get upset or threaten her or anything or push for it he just like I don't know in the article it said that he got embarrassed and I'm trying to find out where it was I think in quotes it said that he admitted like I have problems or or something yeah I remember that him saying like I think I have a problem or something like that yeah so he he's aware of his flaws he's aware that what he's doing isn't always handled the right way and I don't think he would have actually threatened anyone or tried to ruin people's careers I think there have been a couple cases where he was trying to like defend himself and they took that as him being aggressive and coming back at them but I think he was just trying to straighten things out yeah but he wanted to make it clear I didn't threaten anyone I wasn't trying to harm anyone yeah he's like this they, they didn't want to accept any of it no which I think is, I don't know, There's the, it's just, it's hard now with the world that we live in now, right? Where it seems like, I don't know, I, think, I feel like this is just the issue with creating like a protected class of people. And I think the Louis C.K. situation is like a really good example of how that can go wrong. Because I feel like if this happened in like 1985, I feel like all those women either would have just never said anything about it or they probably would have talked it out with him, right? Yeah. But now it's like, 
well, how dare you question the whatever of a woman, right? It's like, it's almost like they're, like, since the Harvey Weinstein thing happened, and then everybody did the hashtag believe all women, which I think is an inherently flawed ideology. Um, what becomes of that is people going, well, now I can, I literally have no, uh, no, there's, there's no watchdog, right? There's no oversight to what I'm saying or doing. Uh-huh. And I think that's sort of a little bit of the case with some of these people. Not that it's not hard, because I know it probably is super hard to, for them to even have still come out with that, right? But I think they're running on an inherently sort of flawed understanding of those events and how they play into those events, I think. Right. Because like yeah, I, mean, I think there's responsibility to be taken on both sides, for sure. Of course. So, and I think it's only because of their lack of seeing themselves as responsible that's caused this whole thing to sort of get to where it is now. Um, and for that to have come out like that and be said like that, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's fascinating. It is. It's sad. Yeah. It is it is kind of hard with the the Me Too movement and the Listen to All Women movement because they should be listened to. They should be taken seriously when they say something like that. Like I'm glad that they're I'm glad that people are taking assaults against women more seriously because you know, I'm sure people used to not care at all. Yeah. But at the same time it's like you have to actually fact check when someone says something because if you just believe everyone blindly, then people are going to get hurt that don't deserve to get hurt. Exactly. I think that there should be like due process. Like this is like somebody says something that's serious, right? You go, okay, that's serious. Because that's serious, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that what you're telling me is the truth. Exactly. And find out everything that happened, everyone that was actually involved, and you, you try and get the actual situation. Yeah, see who can corroborate what, who, where, people were when, where, what they have to say about it, right? Because we want the complete story. We don't want a one-sided story, and that's what gets people in trouble. Is that where... Exactly. Is that the... And it stinks because it's like, yes, it's a great thing that we're taking assault against women seriously because that's a very serious thing that definitely was not being taken seriously for, like, the entire history of humankind up until recently. And it's good that we're doing that. But I think what we've done effectively is that the pendulum has swung too far the opposite way. And now we're just deciding that the other side other group of people are always right and the and the and the and the group of people that we always listen to before are always wrong now. Right, and that is never a good way to handle anything. No. You it's, have to listen to both sides all the time. Yes. Because that's the only way you're gonna find out what actually happened. Exactly. Is that there's that saying? There's three sides to every story. There's his side, her side, and then the truth. Exactly. And now we're just believing her side. <laughs> Although not anymore. <laughs> not after no. not after this last week. <laughs> no, now now, now, now we're deciding like, now we're actually deciding that the truth is something we shouldn't be looking for. 
Only, only recently. <laughs> yeah, and only because of who's involved. Exactly, right? I bet the you the only reason. I bet you the second it's somebody they don't like, it's <laughs> it's right back to believe all women. Exactly. But now it's like, oh yeah, all women should be believed, but you have to actually scrutinize what they're saying first. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, you guys just completely walked back the last freaking four years of everything you've said. Yep. <sighs> yeah. It's sad because now they're at the position that they should have been when this whole thing started. Yeah, but it took them too long to get there. It took them way too long, and too many people have been hurt now. And and it's like, and that's the thing, because it's like, people know, we've known, I everybody probably knows somebody who was accused of doing something they didn't do, and somebody who had something actually happen to them. This is, yeah. And I feel like knowing both those, if people, most people know people who have been in both those situations, and if that's the case, I don't know why we went to the place we did in the first place, right? I don't know yeah. why that got as big as it did, but it did. And now we're here. And good things came of it, right? Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, um, uh, you know, other people. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Forgetting all the names. <laughs> Forgetting all the names would be terrible. Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. Bill Cosby, what's crazy about Bill Cosby is his was like the big precursor, right? Because Bill Cosby was like prior to Harvey Weinstein, I'm pretty sure. I think I remember his talking about his trial going on for a long time. I literally that was like years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I yeah, cause I was still in high school when that was happening. I remember when that was all breaking. Like you'd hear about it, and you're like, "Wait, they're still debating this?" I know, right? You were like, "I thought this was oh, I thought he was in jail already." Right, and then they'd come back a few months later, like, "Oh, new evidence suggests this." I'm like, "Didn't didn't you decide that like six months ago?" I know, right? <laughs> it's like, whoa, all right, so we're still doing this. That's what happens when it's a bunch of people with money doing that. They always yeah. go on forever because lawyers who are paid well will do everything in their power to just not let anybody go to jail. It also depends on who it is, because if it's someone that the majority of the population loved, of course they're going to drag it on because, you know, people don't want to admit that their idols or heroes or whatever are capable of that stuff. Exactly. Like, no one wanted to believe that Bill Crosby actually did that. Yeah, because he was like, everybody's dad was like, oh, everybody was like, oh my gosh, but the Cosby show and the Putin Pops and the this and that and the yada, yada, yada. Exactly. And it was like, I grew up watching the Cosby show, but when I heard all that, I was like, man, well, I guess that's just how it is. Like, it's, it's sad, but... I feel like, yeah, they're celebrities. They've, they've been in shows or movies that you really enjoy. They've created things that you love, but they're still human. And they're still capable of doing some really, Terrible really thing. awful stuff. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I don't know. You could wake up tomorrow and everyone you've ever idolized could be horrible people. Exactly. You know, I heard something and it was like, Bill Cosby might be the most prolific serial rapist of all time. Seriously? Seriously. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's insane to think about. Like the number of people he's done that to is that high. That's disgusting. That he like has, he would hold the record. 
His show is still on cable. I know, right? That shows how much people care. <laughs> they're, they're still airing it, and it's, it's just, just when it's act, when it's a case of someone actually doing something like that, you just why are you still supporting it? Why are you still showing it? Exactly, and that's the thing too. And it's also like, but what about art versus artist, right? That's and, an even grayer area yeah and then it becomes like okay well can you separate the man from their work and if so can we just enjoy their work and not who they are as a person and then it's like but then to what extent does that carry right because let's say if that like say if that person's still alive right and you know that every time that plays on cable or every time you rent that movie they're making money off of it a really hard idea to get behind exactly especially it depends on what i think it also very much depends on what they did like how bad was it what they did yeah for sure i mean like like i don't know it's been i mean i just recently watched i've watched two roman polanski movies this year and i think the only reason i even feel like remotely even comfortable for doing that is because i know his accuser forgave him in her book and it happened in like the 70s Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I can probably watch his movies now. Like, it's been a while. He served his time in jail, but like he can't come back to the United States, though, because they let him out early by accident. Oh, yeah. They let him out of jail early by accident. And then he left the country because they were like, oh, no, come back. We we (laughs) you have to go back to court because we left you out because we let you out early by accident. And he was like and he was like. Half that, I already was in there, and he just left. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. I blame actually. the prison system for Roman Polanski not being able to come back to because he would be fine had they just let him. Had they not made the mistake and let him out early by accident, mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh no, what?" <laughs> they were like, "Wait a minute, he had how long left?" <laughs> like, oh shoot, we made a mistake. Yeah, exactly. But then when it comes to people like Woody Allen, I have not watched a Woody Allen movie since I did looked into the whole thing after I went on a big Woody Allen kick. And you know what's crazy? If a Woody Allen movie came available to me that I wanted to watch, I might watch it. But I haven't seen a Woody Allen thing since like my early, since probably like my sophomore year of college. Um, yeah. Maybe. Or, or, yeah, since probably maybe my sophomore year of college. Because I'm like, I really still don't know how to feel. And what's crazy is, like, I love his work so much. Well, I love some of his work so much is what I should say. His older work is, like, it's, like, incredible. His newer work is, like, whatever. But... Although, people say Midnight in Paris is great, and I'm like, I don't see it. I think I think Midnight in Paris is like a, a super overrated movie, but I think it's um I think that's the one Woody Allen movie I've seen. It's nice, but it's it's um you know those movies where you watch it and you're like, there's not really much of a plot going on, but this is pretty to watch. Yeah, that's kind of what that movie is. See, I felt like when I was watching it, I just felt bored. Well, it is kind of slow. I was like, you know what? I am bored. This movie is like 
<laughs> not compelling to me at all. Maybe if I rewatch it, I'll feel better about it. But I also like didn't like its premise either. I didn't like the whole going back in time and all that mixed mash of reality and whatever. It just felt no. like it, I did. I don't know. It just didn't feel right to me. <laughs> Kind of it did not vibe with me at all. It's not that it, I don't think it could work, but it, but the way it was in the movie, I was like, this is I don't I don't like this. <laughs> I was like, I just kind of want to watch Woody Woody uh, Woody Olson. What the heck is the the main guy's name? <laughs> um, I don't even know. Oh my gosh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh. I was just like, I kind of just want to watch Owen Wilson just be Woody Allen. Because he was. Uh That's basically his character. It's him playing what Woody Allen played when Woody Allen would act in his own movies. Because that was a thing for the longest time. Is that Woody Allen was just the main character of his movies. And he was basically playing himself. Uh And then when he got too old to act in his own movies, he just casted other people to play him. (laughs) Is really what happened. Um... But yeah, I don't know. Like, that's a, a hard one to kind of go back to. And I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot, I think, to all of this. There's a lot. There's a lot for us to still figure out. There's a lot for us to still know the truth about with Louie, with everybody. Well, I mean, not with everybody, because like case closed on Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby and Kevin Spacey. Right. Yeah, sometimes you just, you just, it's wrong. There's no two ways about it. You just can't do it. Yeah, exactly. What I found interesting about this is that there have been people who have defended male celebrities for doing worse. But yet, I have not heard anyone defending C.K. Lewis. C.K. Lewis? Lewis C.K. (laughs) I was... I was reading something while I was talking and I got messed up. CK. Okay, I know this person who only calls him CK Lewis and me and this other person who I'm friends with, whenever we would hear them say that, we would literally like look at each other and be like, why is, why are they saying CK Lewis? <laughs> CK Lewis. No, I was I was reading an article about people who defended Harvey Weinstein when this all started coming out, so I wasn't paying attention to what I was saying. That doesn't even. I, that's that's. He's like the least. That is like the least defensible position you could choose. Well, one person said, "Oh, I've worked with him and nothing ever happened. So people, he's not that bad. People need to leave him alone." And another person tried to blame it on the women by saying, "Like, how do we present ourselves as women? What are we asking? Are we asking for it by presenting all the sensuality?" And the sexuality, and it's like those are those are not valid reasons. See, and what's messy reasons? Those, <laughs> especially that last one. It's like you can't. You, it doesn't work. That excuse is old. It's dried up. It's gone. Stop using it. How about the thing is, and it's like I almost sort of I can understand. Like sometimes people put themselves in positions where they're asking for it. That's a thing. No, no, I, I know, but to have, like, a blanket statement... I know, I know. Wait, hold on, let me finish. <laughs> Sometimes okay. people are definitely putting themselves in positions where it's like, you're asking for it, right? And some people are just being, like, completely not sound-minded, right, when it comes to this. Because it's like, they know what the world is. We know what the world is that we live in. We know that it's horrible out there. But at the same time... We shouldn't just excuse the actions of people, of men or women who do this stuff, right? Because both men and women rape. That's a fact. Um, 
we can't just excuse the we can't just be like oh because that person was asking for it we're just going to excuse the the raping of the rapist it's like no they still are the ones that took that action yes that person was definitely not being safe or whatever right but that but it still took that whole person to make that whole decision to do that terrible thing exactly so and okay yes I do I do agree with that I do agree that sometimes people are just they're not thinking before they make their decisions and they end up in bad situations it's like taking that, a drink that, from that someone could have, that could have been avoided it's like taking a drink from somebody at a party and getting roofied it's like with yeah. all the roofie stories that we've heard now it's like and you still take a drink from someone it's like are you surprised that this yeah, happened you, that person who a, huh you can't take a drink from anyone you can't um even if you watch someone make a drink it can be hard because you never know if they slip something in there you can't leave your drink unattended and then come back to it because there might be something in there waiting for you no f like, that drink that drink is done you finish that trash. drink. You are no longer thirsty after you leave that cup. Um, same thing with same thing with food. Like if you leave something open and unattended with someone people that you that you don't know and that you don't hundred and ten percent trust, just throw it away. Get it ex- one. Exactly. Even as a man, I would never take a drink from a woman that a woman brings me. I'd be like, heck no. I've seen enough daggone urban legend to know that freaking you're gonna I'm gonna wake up in a bathtub without my kidneys tomorrow. Well, yeah, I mean that just makes it easier for you to be weaker or, and they can do whatever they want. Exactly. Or I heard this whole thing about these women doing this to guys and like they were doing it to guys so that way gay rapists could rape those guys. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So didn't, women, didn't, Cardi, didn't Cardi B... I, I might be Cardi B wrong. drugged people and freaking stole their money. <laughs> okay, that... Yeah. That's horrible. That's she a, should not be allowed to get away with that. No, she shouldn't. And we were just like... And every time... I never and, heard any big scandal on that. I never heard anyone like coming after her for it i never heard of her getting in in any trouble and it's like how is that ignored and this is what a double standard is <laughs> for real i mean that's horrible she 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 freaking assault like that's a form of assault exactly that's a that's like felony level stuff she's lucky none of those guys press charges and you know why some of them probably didn't press charges because they're freaking embarrassed be like, oh yeah, I might have been raped and stolen from by some stripper. <laughs> yeah, and that's so you took advantage of to people go. in like the most vulnerable position possible because where could they go? Nowhere. And then there was they that weren't. movie Hustlers, right? Oh yeah. That's that movie is like a is is that that movie is that and being like these women are heroes. Wait, that's what that movie was about? They drug people and stole from them? Yeah, they would steal from, like, these Wall Street guys. Because they were, like, they're Wall Street guys. How are they getting praised for making this movie? That movie has, like, an 80 on Metacritic. <laughs> that's, hor- that's horrible. And you know what? If it was men doing the drugging and the stealing... It's all It over. would be completely trashed. It would be destroyed in an instant. Yeah, but they see that as punching up. Right? They're like, oh, they're... You can't do that. (laughs) No, they're like, they're punching up, so it's okay. It's okay to drug these men, because men are stronger than you. They would take advantage of you. 
Yeah. No, it's like all true. these men signed up for was to get a little dance and give you some money already, and now you're just gonna like completely take all their money and drug them at the. It's like for real. None of it's good, but that's wrong. <laughs> but that's like worse because that's like you're breaching the contract too. On top of it. Exactly. No, that's horrible. Yeah. So this is the world we live in. <laughs> That's just, it's not fair. No, it isn't. The double standard thing is just, this isn't, this isn't what should be happening, for sure. No. Until, I mean, I don't know. This, hmm? this is what, this is, I don't know, I feel like this is why it's easier to still support Boogie CK for his art and his stuff, because it's like, he, I feel like on the scale of hurting people, He's relatively low. Way low. Like, almost at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would I would still go see him live. I would still pay for his content, you know? I would hang out with him. Right? Like, for real. Because it's like... And then if he asked you, hey, can I do that? You'd just be like, no. And he'd be like, okay. And I feel like... Oh. Huh? What'd you say? What? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I said, and then if he asked you, hey, can I do this? And you'd say no. He'd be like, okay. Right? And I feel like when I watched his new special, that was sort of part of the tipping point for me being like, okay, maybe that's all the stories are BS. Because especially with the like, if he if if he said yes, he if they said yes, he did it. And if he said no, he didn't. Because in that special, he has he, he goes, let me let me give you some advice that only I can give you. If you ask a woman, may I do blank in in front of you, right? He said the thing that he did. Mm-hmm. And they say, yes. Say, are you sure? And if they say yes again, just don't freaking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because they might change their mind later and then destroy your life. And that led me to believe that he definitely did the first part. He didn't do the are you sure part, obviously, right? He did the first part, and then they said yes, and then he went with it, and then they just, like, completely turned their backs on him, which is not right. No, it's not fair. Especially those two girls in the hotel room, like, that one really makes me upset. Yeah. It's like they they clearly, even in their vague sort of description in the article... Which is a red flag to begin with. (laughs) Exactly. They clearly agreed... They clearly agreed to it, and then only afterwards, when they were talking to a third person, they were like, oh, wow, this is crazy. We need to, like, do something about this. Exactly. And you know, it's and this happens, you know who Lena Dunham is, right? She's, oh, you know who Lena Dunham is. You've watched Girls, right? Yes, and unfortunately. It, unfortunately. <laughs> right? Her friend. I don't, I don't have anything against her. I just, her stuff, I don't know. But anyways. <laughs> her friend got accused of sexually assaulting a, and she was a champion of Me Too, right? Me Too, Me Too, Me Too, Me Too, to believe all women, right? Her friend who's a man who got who got accused of that and she was like, no, I believe him. And then everybody flipped on her and then she went, forget him. He's, I don't, I don't, I hate him now. What? Yeah. That's so shitty. Why? Because she, because that's what happens when you buy into an ideo- into an ideology and not facts. <laughs> that's what I happens don't... when you just decide I'm not going to figure out what's right or wrong. I've already chosen a position on the board, and I have to stick with it no matter what, even if it's inherently flawed. 
That's horrible. Yeah, I remember how when that. You, how do you make? How do you just like completely abandon your friend like that? Exactly, especially if you believe them first. You believe them, and then you go, nope. If the the second everybody calls you out on it, you go, you know, forget it, forget it. I don't know. I hate that person. Forget that person. That person so did it. Up. That person totally did it. It's like didn't like a week ago you say they did. Well, now they did. Gosh dang it! I'm Lena Dunham. Do you know how hard it was probably for that guy to come out and say, "I got I got assaulted by this woman," because no one's gonna, barely anybody's gonna believe him anyways. Wait, what? Because I feel like he. No, no, he didn't get assaulted. He got accused of assault. He got accused of it. Yes, he got accused. Oh, I know you're saying her friend. Ass- no, no. The phone line is like it's been choppy. I'm he got sorry. accused of assault. Right? She, he was leaning down his friend. He got accused of some sort of thing. She oh, I said, see. I believe him and I support his story. The second everybody got mad at her for saying that he, she supported him and believed him, right? Regardless of the evidence, she flipped completely. Okay. That's, yeah, that's not right. That's still not right. <laughs> even, no. even, with the, even with now hearing it correctly, it's still not right. <laughs> It's still, you don't do that. You can't do that. No, exactly. It's like, what made you change your mind? Was it evidence or the angry mob? I mean, that's some guy's life. You can't just go back and forth on something serious like that. And it's like, and it's like that person definitely came to you in confidence and was like, hey, I didn't do this and this and that, right? And it's like, Mm -hmm. look, it would be one thing if she goes, you know what? I heard something. I've learned something that was like okay he did it but no it was only after the outrage happened that she she switched positions she didn't even switch positions because of a valid like point in any of the arguments she only switched positions because she didn't want people to be mad at her that's a that's not a good reason this episode is going to be called couple critique me too (laughs) couple critiques me too (laughs) here's no that huh what did you say Hello? Oh no. The call dropped everybody. <laughs> no, I'm I'm here. Oh oh oh. Hello. Hi. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Here's a lighter question. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite Louis C.K. joke? Oh my god. I have a question. Okay, two questions. What's your favorite Louis C.K. joke and what's your favorite episode of Louis so far? Oh, that's such a hard second question. I know, right? Or you can give me your favorite moment of Louie if you don't want, if you don't know your favorite episode. Because so many of those episodes are so good. <laughs> I know. Um. I think one of my favorite moments was the one I was telling you about yesterday where he takes his daughters out to get pancakes really early in the morning. Mm. And they're sitting there and you have this like really nice kind of cozy shot of them like the camera's outside the diner and you're looking in on them through the window and they're eating pancakes and they're happy and they're just talking and like they're joking around and it's really early morning so the sun it's like four in the morning or something and the sun is just starting to rise and it turns around and you get this really really beautiful shot of the city and the sky and you just see them and they're so happy and this moment comes after he's had this big realization that like all he wants to do is try and be a good father to his kids like that's what matters most not going out and partying like people think it should should be he's like 
I'm a good dad. That's who I am. I want to stick with that. And I don't know. All his dad moments just like make me so emotional. Oh. I'm like I'm living vicariously through the show in the sense that like I'm finally seeing a healthy father-daughter relationship and I'm like getting that through him Aww. and I think that's why I'm really liking his stuff because it's like this is what it feels like to have a dad that cares <laughs> that was my crying Aw, that's that's sweet. That was your favorite yeah. joke. <laughs> um, let me think. I have to go back and like look at all the ones I've heard over the past few days. <laughs> What's yours? What I think about it. My favorite joke. Okay, I'll do both. My favorite joke and my favorite thing. I'm a Bob. My yeah. favorite moment in Louie is a small bird died today of sadness. It was six years old. Literally, hearing that news anchor say that is like, that was too much for me when I first saw that show. And that moment has stayed with me more than any other moment in the in the history, in the entire show, right? Because it comes at the end of like a very big, like, like multi-part, multi-episode storyline coming to a halt, coming to an end. That ends with like a, a Noah level flood in New York. And it was just really emotional. And I really was like really feeling it. And I really, this is in season four. And I just really was like, oh man, this is so emotional and good. And then like that moment like capped it off like, and that was too much. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was too much for me. That was that was that was way too much for for emotional Eduardo to handle in that moment. But I love it, and, I, and it just shows not how pop culture literate that is, how pop culture literate Louis C.K. is, and how smart it is. Because that's that's the title of a song. I found this out today that 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 line is the title of a song, and I was like, oh shoot, oh. this wasn't just made up on the spot. This is like this is a deep cut <laughs> from somewhere. But yeah, I know. It's either that or um, Louis meeting David Lynch in the fifth season was really incredible. Uh, that was such a that was such a wild freaking episode. Um, the whole arc with Louis and the drugs uh, and him remembering his past in the fourth season is just surreal to me. Uh, just how emotional and tangible that felt uh yeah i don't know him christina peretti running away to the helicopter when he tries <laughs> to lean in and kiss me. <laughs> that was hilarious that was like full on like full hilariousness like at its as it at its peak you know what was a good moment in that show what that episode where it's a it the whole episode is a flashback um during his brief time in Catholic school and they explain why Jesus was crucified so wrong and they make him feel so guilty like it was his fault alone mm. what happened 
And he, like, bursts into the school in the middle of the night because he's having these nightmares about crucifying him. And he has, like, these pliers from the tool shed. And he's going to rip the nails out because he just feels so horrible. And he's running into the school. And he's yelling, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's my fault. And he's crying and he's screaming. And it's like, I feel like the whole episode is such an accurate representation of how misinterpreted religion can mess kids up bro honestly and it just lives with them into like for the rest of their lives like if you screw if a if a religious organization like screws up a kid somehow because they just completely effed up how they want to explain things like that doesn't go away that lives with them yeah if you screw up god for a kid you like that's big trouble in the future for how that person sees religion and that and their relationship with god for like forever no and there's even there's even a scene in the episode where like he's having a nightmare as a kid and it goes back and forth between him having a nightmare as a child and an adult and it's just like you don't get over that no no especially when it's like such a toxic environment too he is such an amazing writer with how every single episode he takes some almost every single episode he takes some sort of like actual issue and he makes it comedy and yet serious at the same time like you you understand the message behind it but he does it in such a like creative way that you're like how do you how do you write like this how do you do this yeah i want to see how many emmys did he win for freaking that show uh, let me look. Let me look. While you look, one of my favorite jokes, I think, was in... I think it was in Hilarious. He's complaining about how um, impatient and ungrateful get when they're in airports. <laughs> and it might not be the funniest, the funniest one, but I just like it because he's making these really, really good points about humanity and how, like, entitled a lot of us get. Mm. Even when it comes to the simplest things, it's like like he was talking about how he was on one of the first flights ever that had internet, and they didn't even know that you could get internet on the plane until they took off. And then, like short while into the plane, it just broke, and everyone got so upset and they were so angry. And he was like, "You didn't even know this existed five minutes ago. How do you think that you're entitled to it already?" And it's just <laughs> like he does it in, in, in a funny way. Yeah, he's... That man's a genius. Hilarious. He won a... uh, What did he win? Okay, never mind. I'm looking for Louie. Louie, Louie, Louie. I like that theme song, too. Yeah. So he won... So he won an Emmy. Okay, so he won... Okay. (sighs) The scrolling. The death. The suffering. This is like so hard to like freaking read. Why I don't know why they can't just make this like simpler. (laughs) This is like way too freaking. So he's won at least two Emmys for writing for Louis. Mm -hmm. Nope, that's dang it. Okay, he's won at least one Emmy <laughs> writing for Louis. Because I, this is Wikipedia is bullcrap. That that that's too hard to read. I can't read that freaking graph. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that show, that show is amazing. One of the most well-written things ever. It is. One of my favorite shows of all time. I, I might. Cannot, I, hmm? 
Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be so emotional. Right? I thought it was going to be like, you know, this funny, cool thing to watch. I didn't even really know what to expect going into it. I was just like, all right, I'm liking this stand-up comedy and I want more content, so let me try this. And then all week, I've just been getting so emotional late at night over these episodes. And I'm like, why is this happening? (laughs) (laughs) It's incredible, right? That's that's good writing. When you can make you laugh and freaking like... (sighs) By like, like, it's almost like a Tyler Perry movie, except good. Honestly. Like, Tyler Perry movies only work for a certain demographic. Louis C.K. is just, like, a universal, just constant brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so much of this stuff is... It's 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 all stuff that the majority of people have gone through. Honestly. And so I think, you, see, you see yourself a little bit in certain situations in the show. Yeah, literally, okay. I'm glad that you brought that up. Because literally when I had watched that show, when I started watching that show... I literally was like, I felt so connected to him in it. Like, I I was almost like I was, it was almost like one for oneing my life and my feelings on screen. I was literally like, dang, this is like too good. Like, this is too good. And I, and I, and it would like, it would like hurt sometimes. Like, it would hurt watching episodes because I was like, I feel like way too close to what's going on on screen right now. Like, way too close to this. <laughs> Right? Way too close for my young mind. <laughs> for my young, not even 30-year-old self. Not even 20, I think, at the time I was watching the show. Right? Oh my I was way, feeling way... The emotions I was feeling were, like, so, like, deeply rooted in what was in, in what was happening in that show. Like I, was, like, I was just like, oh, I can't... Like, especially with the episodes with him in relationships, I'm like, why is this, like, my whole life? <laughs> Like, I felt like that, like, part of the, like, his, like, his lack of confidence with women, his, like, just, like, the complete, like, the constant snubbing by women for against him, right? Like, all of that stuff, just being in, like, weird situations with people, right? Like, having, like, that severe lack of self-esteem, just, like, being, like, angry sometimes, right? People not appreciating you, right? I feel, for some reason, that was just, like... The whole religion thing, that was just like, like all of that, like felt like way too close to home for me. So yeah, Louis, CK, I think both of us see Louis positively in a positive light. Yes, I would say so. Yeah, both love his comedy. I don't think either of us are mad at him. Not as mad as everybody else is, for sure. No, I don't think mad would be a way to put it. I think the most important thing to kind of take away from his whole thing is that there should always be a path to redemption, for the most part. Obviously, there's exceptions to every rule. Right, but for the most part, people are usually should be able to be given a second chance. Especially if they seem like they want it. Yeah. And I think, I think Louis fits into that category. Yeah. I don't think his intentions were ever to hurt anyone. No, I don't think so. I think he was just trying to, he just needed to probably find 
a better situation to express that part of him. Yeah. And the sad thing is that if he was, like, sleeping with these people, then it probably wouldn't have even been a thing. Nope. But because it was such, like, a unique, I guess you could say, kink that people weren't ready for, it just blew everything up. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess that's, I don't know. Yeah, Bluey. Yeah. I hope we could. Probably. Hmm? No, go ahead. No, you can continue. I was just going to say that's probably not, like, the end of the conversation, because I'm sure, like, you know, see how it progresses. Yeah. I hope there's a time in the future where he can come back fully, and we yeah. can have him back in the mainstream as somebody who can make content that people can enjoy and not be shamed for making content and the people who enjoy his content don't have to be shamed for enjoying his content either. Exactly. And with that concludes our episode on Louis C.K. Uh, what'd you say? What'd you say? And concludes Comedy Month. And concludes Comedy Month. We'll see what the heck happens next month because not not even I know what the heck is going to happen. Um, we don't really have a set theme for next month. Next month is just back to normal. So yeah, we might have to look at next week, next month's schedule, figure out if we want to stay with what we have and or change it. Yeah, because this topical episode was really fun. Yeah, we those, should do more of those. Yeah, that was one of the more interesting conversations I think we've had on this podcast. But there's so much to bring to it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it can be, it can be a very broad topic. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. We love doing this podcast for you guys. Yes, we do. It's one of the great joys in my life. <laughs> Says the man who always forgets that we're supposed to record on Thursday. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, you have like so. Well, okay, maybe not right now, but there was a time where you had like five different ones that you had to do, and I have no idea how you kept up with all of them. That was insane. Like, I don't, I don't know how you managed that one. There was a point in time where I was doing four podcasts a week. <laughs> And cons- crazy. Yeah, I don't even know how the heck that was even achieved, honestly. Like, I look back at that time and I'm literally like, that. I'm pretty sure that was me, like, refusing to be hurt and putting it all into work. <laughs> yeah, that, that would, you're just channeling really, really hard. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to face these feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just just gotta distract yourself. Sometimes. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you guys again next week. And we love you guys so much. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Try and be healthy. Don't hoard the toilet paper. Get some vitamin D because if you have a vitamin D deficiency, you are more likely to be taken down by coronavirus. So think about 
going outside. outside. Go the heck outside all day, every day. And it's getting much nicer out there, so going outside feels really good. Yeah, it was really nice today. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Or at least open the window, you know? If, like, going outside isn't possible, or it just seems like too much, just Just at least get some fresh air. stick your head out the window for, like, at least an hour. (sighs) Just, Just stay there with your head hanging out. Yes. Let all the neighbors call you weird. They'll die of coronavirus and you won't. Thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye.